Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise God. Well, some glad morning we shall see Jesus in the air. He's coming after you and me. Joy is ours to share. What rejoicing that will be when the saints arise. Heading for that jubilee under in the sky. And oh, what singing. Oh, what shouting on that happy morning when we all shall rise. Oh, what glory. Hallelujah. When we meet our blessed Savior yonder in the sky. Well, seen by now I almost see all the sainted dead. They're rising for that jubilee, just as your head. In the moment of it, I change with them to be. All the living saints who fly to that jubilee, and oh, what singing, oh, what shouting. On that happy morning when we all shall rise, oh, what glory, hallelujah, in the sky, hallelujah, thank you, Jesus. Praise God. We look for that day. Amen. Also tell us to comfort one another with those words. Amen. Praise God. We're going to rise. We're going to move up higher. Amen. We've been talking about growing and giving. Amen. Luke 6, 38. Giving, it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and runneth over. Shall men give it to your bosom, for with the same measure that ye meet with all, it shall be measured to you again. Now, last week we was talking about connecting with others. Amen. Not forsaking the assemblies of ourselves together as the matter of some is, but exalting one another and so much more as we see the day approaching. And we was looking at the Word of God, and we was talking about the value and the importance of the golden rule always being in operation. We saw that Jude tells us in verse 22, though some have compassion, make a difference, others save, uh, with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even their garments, spotted by the flesh. Galatians 6.10 is we have therefore opportunity to do good. Let us do good to all men, especially them who have the household of faith. We was talking about having a smile on your face and not walk around being the sourpuss. You know, you want to always have a smile on your face because you reciprocate what you get. Amen. So you want to make sure you're smiling. Amen. We talked about touching. We talked about uh, those kind of things. Amen. Being moved. Importance of listening to others as people share their hearts with us to make sure that we're listening attentive to what they're saying to us. We need to learn how to rattle our tongue and not talk all the time, but let other people share with us. Amen. We want to give that time to them to be able to do that, to share. So we're giving of ourselves. 
And that's what you're doing. When you sit and listen to someone else share their burdens or their hurts or their sorrows with you, you're giving of yourself. Amen. Don't be too quick to rush off. One of the fallacies in the church a lot of times is we're quick to run. We're quick to hit the door. You know, it's like we got a time zone and we need to go. You know, you forgot that church is a hospital. Amen. And people go to the hospital to get healed. You know, and so the same way with church. People come to church, sometimes they have many issues. A lot of times people have situations and circumstances. And we see that it's been proven that most people are so lonely because they don't have anybody they can talk to and share with. Well, the church should be a place that we are, you know, disciplined enough and at that point in our lives that we can give of ourselves, the way we can sit and listen to people share with us their concerns and their hurts and their sorrows, and through the wisdom and knowledge of understanding of God to be able to try to help them get into the right path and to bring some comfort and relief. Remember, Jesus says in Luke chapter uh, 4, verse 18 to 19, he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, for he's anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He sent me to heal the broken heart, to preach deliverance of captives, the recovery of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, and to preach the acceptable years of the Lord. If you'd follow Jesus' life, he always had time for people. You know, he always was willing to stop, to listen to what they had to say. That's the pattern. He was always moved with compassion. He was, he shows us the importance of listening. Because if you listen to people, you can learn a lot of things. You know, I don't know what is, what it is, but I know through the organization, you know, uh, all the messages that are being preached and being taught is about the treasures being in the field. You know, the th- treasures are in the field. In other words, the things the church needs are out there. And the people that has it, we've got to get to the point where we're listening to help them to come to the knowledge of the truth so that they can bring what God has given them to advance the church and advance the kingdom of God. See? So we want to get into that, that mindset. So we want to, we want to, to connect with people. As we talk, you know, we talk about every one of us has talents and abilities. And people go to work every day and they don't have a clue who works around them. You know, they, people are complaining on the job because they nobody listened to them. You know, and that's the reason a lot of people complain, you know. They feel nobody listens, nobody cares. See, we should be able to listen and to provide some advice and guidance. And, you know, you learn a lot. You know, I remember a guy one time said, you don't get old being no fool. <laughs> you, you learn some things. You know, I, I think I may have been sharing with you, you know, when we was at General Conference, you know, we, we went to Brother G.T. Hayward's church there in Indianapolis that from the 1800s, you know, he was one of the first uh, black guys of the apostolic faith and movement. And so it was one of the first churches in America that was ever integrated. And, of course, when we was there, there was a couple of guys that was young boys when he was the pastor. And now they're 90-something years old, you know. And so they was our guides. And so they just start telling us stuff about how the church was in those days and how the city was in those days. And they just started pouring out stuff to us. So 
And I'll just listen. <laughs> you know? So you learn stuff like that. And, and it's no different here. When we go to our jobs, you know, when we pray in the morning before we leave home, you know, we should be praying, asking God to, to give us wisdom and knowledge so with the people that needs to, to cry on our shoulder or someone that needs to tell us of, of their situations and circumstances, that we will have the wisdom and the knowledge to be able to listen and connect with them so that we can impart to them the wisdom and knowledge of God to help them to get on that right track that they need to be on. See, that's that's what it's all about. So we got to learn how to give of ourselves. You know, it don't want to be about me all the time. Okay, so we got to realize these things. Amen. Tonight we want to talk about being grateful. To be grateful. Amen. Paul right into the church at Thessalonica in the fifth chapter in the eighteenth verse. He says, "In everything." Give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. You get give thanks when you get a cold. Give thanks when you give a headache. So you give thanks and everything. That's what it says, right? <laughs> you know, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Concerning you. You know, God wakes us in the morning, and what do we do? Complain that it's too early to get up. It's too early. Oh, man, let me hit the snooze button. Let me get five more minutes. That's too early to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning. Oh, man, I'm not going that early. I'm not going to get up and go that early. You know, God wakes us up for a purpose. We complain about he wakes us up. What about the person that didn't wake up? I guarantee you, he probably wish he could have got up. <laughs> Think about it. You know, God gives us a car, and then we complain that the heat don't work. The air doesn't work. It's rusting out. Think about it. Hello? God gives us a job, and then we complain we got to go to work. I guarantee you, I, I will put a hundred bucks down that somewhere somebody prayed and says, God, I need a job. God, I, I want this job. Would you give me this job? I, you know, God, if it's your will, let me get this job. Right? And then you get the job, and then you complain you got to go to work. What's up? Hello? 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 You prayed and asked for a job that you got, and you give God credit for the job that you got, but now you're going to complain because you got to go to work. Hello? There's something wrong with that picture. You know, you should be grateful and thankful and connect them to the people that's at that job. Amen. If you got that job, you should be thinking, God gave me this job, so he's got a reason for me to be at this job, and I'm going to do everything in my power to connect with the people that's around here so I can lead others to the kingdom of God. 
We've got to learn how to give of ourselves. That's why you're doing these things. Connect with people. Don't get in the habit of complaining. And then God gives us a place to worship. Then you complain you've got to go clean the church. <laughs> Come on. Hello. All right. So we we got to get out of these habits. If any man be in Christ... He's a new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things become new. So in everything, we learn how to give thanks, because this is the will of God. Amen. Because I'm showing appreciation to God for what he's doing for me, and the more I give praise, the more I give thanks, the more he's going to pour out to me, the more he's going to look out for me. I've got to have an attitude of gratitude. This is what God desires. So I'm giving to myself when I give back, when I do these things. Amen. Because this is God's design for our lives. Amen. Research shows that three times more positive things happen to us than negative things every day, yet it is so common for us to focus on the negative. Again, we focus on negative things and not on the positive and the good things. What is God doing? You know, people pray and ask for kids and then they get angry that they got kids. Hello? Scripture tells us that what? The fruit of the womb is the heritage of the Lord and blessed is the man that have his quiver full of them. You know, we need to love them. We need to care for them. Amen. It is important. We, we've got to realize that. So don't focus on the negative stuff. That's what the enemy wants. See, he wants you to focus on the negative because he knows what the scripture says. He the complain is going to be overwhelmed. And the more you're overwhelmed, the more stress you're going to be. And the more stress you're going to be, the more you're going to be wore out. Amen. So you have to realize that God desires us to be grateful in everything that we do. Amen. We have got to have an attitude of gratitude and be excited about what God is doing in our lives. Give and it shall be given unto you. Amen. And Paul right into the church in Acts 20, verse 35, he tells them that God said it's more blessed to give than to receive. Amen. Are you giving of yourself? Amen. He's got you to a point that he wants you to give of yourself. He wants you to give, 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 give of you. We talked last week about things you could do to give of you. You know, Be an encourager. Think about the things that you can do. Amen. Be an active listener. Show your gratitude to others by really listening to what they have to say. Amen. Give out compliments. Give out compliments. Make someone's day by giving out compliments on the little things like, man, you're wearing a great shirt. Man, that's a nice suit. Man, that's a good-looking tie. You know, good little compliments. Wow, you did a great job today. You know, the little things you can do, that's given. 
of yourself, you're giving compliments, you're helping someone to advance, to, to feel good about themselves. Your, your goal is to pull people up and out of the muck and out of the mire. And so you want to do good compliments, be encouraging, make eye contact. When interacting with people, make eye contact and show you are really present in their conversation. Look them right in the eye when they're talking to you. Listen to what they say so you can repeat back what they say. You know, give that attention to detail to what they're saying. So make eye contact with people. But turn your cell phone off. Amen. Don't go into somebody's house with your phone on. Turn it off. You know, go to a restaurant, turn your phone off. You know, put it on silence. If it if, believe me, if it's important, then leave a message and you can call them back. You know? Get in the habit of being, I'm going to somebody's house, I'm going to listen to what they're saying. I'm going to share, I'm going to, you know, give of myself. I, I'm not going to give them my phone. You know, get used to not letting it control you. You control it. So you want to make good contact with people. Give a detailed example of appreciation. Let someone know exactly why you are grateful to how how in your life they have been. Amen. Tell them, man, I'm so thankful for what you did for me. Give an example of appreciation. Man, thank you for that card. That was a beautiful card. Wow, thank you for that gift. Wow, that was awesome. Man, how did you know I liked it, that kind of joy? How did you know I liked that kind of apple? How did you know I liked that kind of towel? How did you know? You know? You're complimenting, you're giving detailed appreciation for those things. Amen. While you must take care of you, it is important to also think of others. Amen. Consider someone else's feeling with every action and word. Be thoughtful to others. Volunteer for unpleasant tasks. Offer to do a chore or an error by doing these tasks for someone you make their day easier. Unpleasant things. Volunteer to do those kind of things. Give a hug every now and then, you know, to someone. You know, make a true connection with those you love and are grateful to have in your life by giving hugs with greetings, saying goodbye, and saying thankful. Thanks, you know. Give a personal hug when you leave, you know. It makes them feel better about themselves. Just be there sometime. Spend time with others, especially during difficult times, and just be there without your phone or distraction, as I just said earlier. You know, just no reason, just be there, you know, for them. Be gracious when you're challenged. When someone challenges your actions or words, still show grace to listen to what they say and be Polite. You never really know what someone else is going through. See? Sometimes people say things when they're going through things and they really don't mean it. You know? Sometimes it might hurt. But you just got to be, show more grace. You got to be polite. Amen. And still listen to what they say. You know? Sometimes people will come back and say, I'm sorry, I did not mean to say that. You know, you got to be, uh, able to realize these things but you want to you want to connect with people say and that's giving of yourself 
you remember, you're the stronger. You're the bigger. You're the one that's supposed to know. Offer congratulations. When someone you know is celebrating an achievement, offer your sincere congratulations, even if you are not the winner. Somebody beat you out, hey, good job. Congratulations, you're the winner. You know, don't try to kill them, don't try to knock them out. You know, be excited about them that they won a gift or that they won the prize or they won the game. You know, I've seen people be playing the game and they get all mad because they didn't win. No, there's always going to be a loser. You know, you be a congratulatory. You know, tell people, hey, congratulations. You know, you had a birthday. Congratulations. Call somebody and sing a birthday song to them. You know, tell them how old they are. <laughs> you know, we have to learn how to connect with this stuff. You know, <laughs> show up their gift they give you. You get a gift from somebody, yeah, show it off. You know, when someone is gracious enough to give you a gift, make sure you wear the clothes that they're in their presence, display their crap on your desk, or make it known you appreciate the gift by using it. You know, they see that. They should see how much you really appreciate these kind of things. And that builds them up. That edifies them. Amen. So we want to continue to, to, to do these things because we must give of ourselves so that others can receive and grow as well. Amen. So the Bible goes on and tells us, Blessed be the Lord who daily loadeth us with benefits, even the God of our salvation. It's like God backs up and just dumps benefits off on us all the time. See? And so we need to be grateful. We need to be thankful for every little thing that comes into our lives, every little thing that that is given. We want to appreciate it. Amen. So that we show that we care. Gratitude is a solution to those tendencies, and it has been linked to countless benefits, including increased social connection and well-being and even improved health and optimism. Gratitude helps us thrive, be strong, and resilient. Colossians 3, 14, 15. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfectness, and let the peace of God rule in your heart, to the which also you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let that love rule in your heart. Why? Because God is love. So when we put on Christ, amen, we're putting on love. That's why Paul tells us in Ephesians 4, he says, put off the old man, and put on the new man, which is created after God in Christ Jesus. So if I have on Christ and God is a giver, then therefore I should be a giver. Amen. I should be able to connect. If you watch Jesus' life, he went everywhere doing good everywhere he went. And he connected with people, and people began to follow him, and people began to turn to him. If we say that we have the same spirit, if we say we have been baptized into the same name, then we should be drawing people to us. Amen. They, you know, we was at a restaurant, my wife and I, one day, and you know, and, and the people wasn't sure that it was wasn't hardly nobody in the restaurant. I told the girl that there's a waitress, I says, just a few minutes. I says, there's going to be a whole lot of people coming in here. 
And she looked at me. She says, I hope so. I said, just wait. So they're going to show up. In a few seconds, the restaurant was full. She came by my table. She says, you was right. So yeah, spirit draws people. <laughs> yeah. And that's the way it's supposed to be. Christ is in us. That's why you are starting to see people come to you. That's why you're standing in Walmart and everything and people are being drawn. You know, the light is pulling. Amen. People are coming to the light. You are the light. This is what Jesus is telling you. Let your light shine. So men will see your good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. Amen. The doors of opportunity are being opened for you. And so you have to be ready to show that compassion. You've got to be ready to make a difference in others' lives. You've got to be willing to listen. Amen. And just stay there if it has to be for a while. Don't feel like you've got to run off. You know, you know if, if, you, if you've got to say, uh, I've got to go, but if not, if you got some time, just let them talk. Pull out a chair. <laughs> or sit down. Connect, connect. Remember, five minutes with someone can make a friend for life. And if people are suffering, and many even in the church are suffering, because they say most people can't, you know, count good friends on one hand. Some people say they don't have any friends. That they can share anything with. See? So therefore, as James says, my brethren, that ought not so to be. See? We should be able to connect with others. You know, we have to sometimes... Just let them have their way until that right opportunity, that right opportunity, and then you begin to connect with people. You know, get people's names. You know, when people come to the church, you know, spend a few minutes that you get to know their names. So that if you run out in them in the street, you know, you can call them by their name. Then let them know that you remember you know, that's how you connect with people. And once you connect, they won't forget it. You know, it's, it's, you know you're checking out at the cashier or, 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 or what is that store, Quick Trip. <laughs> you know, when, you, when you're checking out, look at their name tags. Call them by their name. Get to know them a little bit. Pretty soon you'll be able to identify them and say, hey, Chris. Hey, Alicia, hey, how you doing? And stuff, you know. And the next thing you know, pretty soon it becomes habit. You see them somewhere else. You know who they are. They know who you are. And as a result, what? You're connecting. See? Because you was willing to just give a little bit of your time to show them that you was concerned and cared enough to remember their name. It makes all the difference in the world. So... We put on Christ. We put on love. Say, love gives. And so we must get into that habit of giving. Always say thank you. 
Amen. No matter how small or how big the favor someone do for you, be grateful. Be thankful. Amen. Do the little things. It, it will make a big difference in your life. When you're out at the restaurant, how do you tip the waitress? Do you just walk out and don't give them a tip? You know? Or do you, or do you give them to them personally? That's good. But, you know, tip people. You know, most of them are working for minimum wages anyhow. And so, hey, you're giving of yourself, you know, to be able to tip and share. Amen. With others. You want to do that. Amen. Worship. Worship. Amen. Is a form of our giving. And the Lord spake unto Moses and speak unto the children of Israel that they bring me an offering of every man that giveth willingly with his heart. You shall take my offering. Exodus 25, 1 and 2. The thing about giving of, of, of finances and things of this nature is it's got to be from your heart. Say, like I said a few weeks ago, if you're not giving of yourself, you're always struggling with giving financially. It should be freely, just like breathing. You know, when you think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done for you, it should be natural. The things you do in the house and the things for God should not be a struggle in any of it. None of it should be a struggle for a born-again believer. It should be freely. That's why the Bible says God loves a cheerful giver. See, it should be exciting to you to give of yourself. It should be exciting to you to give of your finances. It should be exciting to you to just give of your the things of God. You should not struggle in any of these things. See, because why? The love of God is in your heart. God is the one that is given. You know, God is the one that has prepared you. God is the one that's helping you. God is the one that's looking out for you. As the Lord says, Simon, do you love me more than these? Do you really love him? They say that usually your wallet is the indicator of how much you love God. See? And, and you, you should use wisdom in all this stuff. Here, Okay? I'm not beating you up about giving because you guys are giving church. I'm just saying these are things that we should know automatically. It should automatically just kick in. You know, nobody should be twisting your arm. Nobody should have to hold a gun to your head that calls you to do what is right based on God's word. That's why we've been teaching all months, month after month, be doers of the word and not hearers only. See, we have to get to this point in our lives. We're, we want to grow. See? And if we don't grow in our giving of ourselves and the things that God gives to us, that God brings to us, we're going to struggle in so many other areas. See? Freely you have received, freely give. See? It should be a joy to you. Amen. So the Lord said to Moses here, says, speak it to the children of Israel that they bring me an offering. Notice, of every man that giveth it willingly with his heart, ye shall take my offering. God says if they're not giving it willingly and they're not giving it from the heart, don't take it. I don't want it. See? We have to realize because as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. See, 
So God says, just speak to them, you know, and see what they will do. If their heart is right, they will do what is right. Psalms 29, 1 and 2. Give unto the Lord, O ye mighty. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord and the beauty of holiness. Notice, give them the Lord the beauty of holiness. Separation. Set yourself apart unto the Lord. Be holy, for he is holy. Say, give yourself to holiness. Come out from among them. And be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean things. And I will receive you unto myself, and I will be a father unto you. And you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. Having these promises, dearly beloved, let us cleanse ourselves from all the filthiness of the flesh and spirit. And what? Perfect holiness in the fear of God. Second Corinthians chapter 7, verse 1. Amen. We've got to get to the habit amen, of giving to the Lord what is his. I belong to God. You belong to God. He purchases us with his blood. Amen. If I belong to him, should I not do what is right? Is he not he a God of righteousness? Is he not a God of purity? Is he not a God of holiness? Say, so I've got to give to him what he's asking of me to give. So if he says, Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Then I want to give him glory. I want to give him praise. I want to give him honor. I want my life to be a reflection of him and not of this world. Amen. Psalms 96, 7. Give unto the Lord, O ye kindred of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due his name. Bring an offering and come into his courts. O worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. Fear before him all the earth. Amen. Notice, fear, respect, honor God throughout the whole world. Give him the glory that's due his name. Amen. You know, a lot of times when you start talking about giving to the Lord and, and doing things, people's heads drop. <laughs> a lot of times that's because they know they're not doing right. You know, <laughs> maybe they're going to sleep. I don't know. <laughs> but it's all part of our worship. Amen. Come, let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker, for He is our God, and we are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name, for the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to every generation. Amen. Given to the Lord. Given praise. Nobody should have to get up here, no cheerleader and outfit. You know, it's not the high school pep rally. Wah, wah, wee, kick him in the knee. Wah, wah, res, kick him in the other knee. No. Y'all didn't do that in high school, did you? No. <laughs> cheerleader chats, right? And, no. What did David say? I will enter his gates with thanksgiving in my heart. I will enter his courts with praise. I will be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Because the Lord is good. 
His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to every generation. So when I enter His gates, when I get up in the morning, amen, when I get ready to go to the house of God, I get excited about going to the house of God. I get excited because God has given me the strength and the power. He's woken me, awakened me to get ready to go. As David says in Psalms 122, I was glad. When they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. My feet shall stand within thy gates, O Jerusalem. I'm going to be excited about going to the house of God. I don't care if there ain't nobody here but me. You know, I'm excited to be able because I know the Lord is there. Say, so come on. Let's get excited about giving of ourselves. Amen. That's what you're doing when you get up and you prepare yourself and you, you get excited. You come with expectations. You enter his gates. You're expecting God to, to do something. Amen. You know God will work. So let him work. So get excited about it. Give of yourself. Give him praise. Because whosoever praise glorifieth me, and to him that order his conversation aright, will I show the salvation of God. Amen. We've got to get into this habit of worshiping God. We don't hang our harps on the willow. Amen. We come singing. We come praising. Amen. We come ready to testify. We come ready to magnify. We come ready to exalt God. We're giving of ourselves. I'm going to, you know, run myself out today. I'm going to run through a troop and weep over a wall. And then you, you should come through the door and say, man, I haven't shot it up and down the aisles in six months. But today I'm going to church and I'm going to shout up and down the aisles. If God gives me strength, I'm going to weep across the pews. I'm going to, you know, just worship God with all my heart, mind, soul, and strength. Give him to the Lord the glory to his name. What has God did for you? You know, the Lord's been good. He's really been good. He's been so good to me. Think about it. Get excited. Out of all the people in the world, he chose you. My goodness. I guarantee you, if you got promoted on your job and there's somebody else, then you're going to be excited. Think about it. The same principles, the same concept. We have to learn to to worship. Give the Lord the glory to his name. Worship the Lord in the beauty. Notice the beauty of holiness. Because God is holy. You take him on, you should automatically be holy. You should know that if God is holy and you says he's in you, you've got to be holy. That shouldn't be take a rocket scientist and figure that out. Separation from the world and unto God. Letting God use you. <clears throat> Give unto the Lord. We must bring to God what is due him or render such as acknowledgement as he deserves and claim. Acknowledge him as God and acknowledge him to be such as God as he is. Giving is part of our worship, and God loves a cheerful giver. Unless our gifts and giving comes from the heart, they are an offense to God. Think about it. It should be excited for you to write a tithe check. It should be excited for you to give unto the Lord. Man, you should just be, man, that's good. I'm great. I had a guy in Okinawa, man. He used to tithe on his next promotion. 
The first time I, I saw his contract, I said, hey, I think he says, oh, no, Pastor. He says, I believe God is going to promote me, so I'm doing it in advance. That's right. That's what he did. And he got promoted. He sure did. He got promoted. He says, I'm tithing. He says, I looked at the pay chart, and I see what I would make if I got promoted. He says, so if I want God to promote me, I need to show some action. So he tithed on the next promotion. Uh, and he got promoted. That's showing excitement about giving. Believing God. And I would not, I would not doubt, I bet she's probably still doing the same thing today. On the job he has. Cause that was the kind of guy he was. Amen. No, God should not have to force us. Because he's been good. Like I said at the onset, he's the one we prayed and asked for the job. And now we don't want to give him what is due his. Think about it. What does the Lord say through Haggai? He says, you get money and it's going through your pockets with holes, like holes in it. (laughs) Come on. Love God with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But this I say, he which soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly. And he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully. Every man according as he has purpose in his heart, so let him give. Not grudgingly or necessity, for God loveth the cheerful giver. And God is able to make all grace abound towards you, that ye, always having all sufficiency in all things, may abound to every good work, as it is written, He has dispersed abroad, He hath given to the poor, His righteousness remaineth forever. How much corn you want back? Keep sowing your bread upon the water. Somebody's gonna come back to where it once belonged. So keep on casting. Your bread upon the water. Our giving unto the Lord in his kingdom should be an indicator of our spiritual growth. We should never have to be asked to give or tithe an offering unto the Lord. First Corinthians sixteen one two two. Now concerning the collections of the saints, as I have given order to the church at Galatia, even do so do ye. Upon the first day of the week, let every one of you lay by him in store, as God has prospered him, that there be no gathering when I come. Freely you have received, freely give. Amen. So we want to make sure that we're given of ourselves. Okay, that's the key. That's the key to this whole thing. See, if I'm growing, I'm going to give of myself. That's first and foremost. The more I grow in Christ, the more I'm going to give of myself to Christ. You know that song we sing, you know, I give all myself away, here I am. You know, remember that omission song, Jesus use me, oh Lord, don't refuse me. Surely there's a work I can do, even though it's humble. Lord, help my will to crumble. Though the cost be great, I'll work for you. Amen. Whatever he he wants me to do, we made a vow. We we promised God. God, you fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, you save me. God, you do this. I'll do anything you ask me to do. 
Well, he did his part. So we need to do ours, right? Because scripture says God has no pleasure in fools. It's better not to make a vow than to make one and not keep it, you know, with God. See, we got to give of ourselves. I'm his. So God, whatever you want to do, I'm yours. Whatever you want me to give, I'm yours. When we have services, whatever, mission services, whatever, you know, that's why I always say you pray and ask God. God, what would you have me to give? See, because it's between you and him. See, that's the overall key is between you and him. It's not between me and you. It's between you and him. See, I can't save you. I can only give you instructions to help you stay saved and on the right track. But it comes down to him and you. If you have his spirit, then you should be able to hear his voice. Because he says, my sheep know my voice and I am known of them. See, God wants you to be excited. He's came to give you life and that more abundantly. See, he wants you to have abundant life. Man. Most people on your job, when you get a raise on your job, don't you get excited? Yeah, we do. How much more with God when we do things for him that please him? If we give him 100% of us, I guarantee you he will be well pleased. If you hold back a portion of you, say, I'm keeping this for me. Nah, he's not going to be well pleased. You belong to him, everything. Amen. He's, he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof, the world and they that dwell therein. He owns it all. So I give him my all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What a thought Jesus for salvation bought. Victory. Victory. Let 